Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast and Radio Show. Coming to you on this rare, rainy Tuesday here in Scottsdale. Man, it is not fun when it's cloudy and rainy here. Even though it doesn't happen a lot, I'm still not a huge fan of it. All you guys in the Midwest right now struggling with snow and freezing, I feel you. Um, because even here when it's not beautifully sunny, it's not my favorite thing. So um, I empathize with you guys, most definitely. So uh, today's podcast, we're going to talk really quick on how to lose 30 pounds and kind of your guide or your checklist or your blueprint to do that. So I guess we call it like the 30 pound fat loss blueprint, something like that. Now again, obviously 30 pounds, we're just kind of pulling it um, out of the sky, you guys. You know, if you guys have 20 pounds to lose, 30 pounds, 40 pounds, somewhere in that range, I think this applies to all that. The extreme weight loss stuff, we might have to do things slightly different, but honestly, I think anywhere between probably 20 pounds and 100 pounds, you're probably kind of living the same. And uh, so if you guys are out there, and you're listening and you guys have, let's say, you know, an extra, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 pounds to lose. This is going to be kind of like your walkthrough guide to help you guys get there at least the most efficient, fast way possible. Because if there's one thing that we do here, um, it is transformations. I think that's probably the one thing I think we do better than most people is getting people to really change a lifestyle. And again, we don't sell gimmicks or quick fixes or magic pills. There's no, you know shit you can rub on your body or do or ingest or take that's going to make this happen uh, magically. You have to actually put in the work. Now, there's a lot of things we can throw in along the way, but at the end of the day, you guys, you have to really consider this as a lifestyle. It's something that you're going to do forever. Now, there can be things you do um, in short spurts, little external motivators or challenges, and I'm all for that, but they should be rooted in the basics, and that's just getting you guys to be active eating real food, being mindful, tracking, having accountability on a certain level, getting enough sleep, not stressing, doing the things that healthy people do. It's like, if you want to be rich, do rich people stuff. If you want to be healthy, do healthy people stuff. If you want to be a nice person, do things nice people do. It's it's very simple in theory, but obviously tough for an application. So for you guys out there, if you're on a fat loss journey, weight loss journey, whatever it may be, obviously they're kind of interconnected. I think the first thing you guys have to do is understand um, your macros and how many calories are coming in uh, every single day. And I think that's a confusing part for a lot of people. Uh, But the easiest way, we kind of give people a relative range depending on how heavy they are. Um, Anywhere from probably 10 to 12 times their body weight uh, in pounds, for example. So if you're like a 200 pound dude, you'd eat probably anywhere between maybe 2,000 and 2,400 calories. Now, obviously if you know male, female, there's gonna be a difference, activity level, age, all those things kind of come into play. That's why we try to do this on an individual basis for people and don't just throw them with a math formula out there blindly, let them put it in. Because if you're, let's say a female and you're 255 pounds, I think the number you're gonna come up with, even timesing it by 10, is gonna be uh, too much for you guys to actually create an energy deficit to be able to have fat loss and weight loss come easily. So we go on a case-by-case basis, but for a lot of you guys, if you're gonna be aggressive and you weigh 130 pounds, you times it by 10, you got your 1,300 calories. Math is pretty simple. Um, what I tell people, it's best to kind of start high and then come down as necessary or have a coach or a community who you can kind of rely on. I think having a, someone who's done this for a living, someone you can ask questions to and check in on you is ultimately the key. But the goal is for you guys to be able to eat as many calories as possible and still lose weight. The goal is not to have you guys paint yourself in a corner. So if we told you, okay, you're 200 pounds and fat loss is the goal, eat you know, a thousand calories a day, you're basically painting yourself into a corner where there's really no way out. So the goal for us is to have you guys have that caloric ceiling as high as possible. Typically, obviously eating real food, 
healthy proteins, healthy fats, and then carbohydrates typically fill in the gaps. And again, I'm not vilifying carbohydrates. They're great. They taste amazing. They're the easiest energy source for us to pull from. But on the same note, they're in everything as well. So it's really easy to eat them in abundance without even knowing that. So if you guys are eating, let's say, uh, if you're going to do the math yourself, if you're going anywhere under eight times your body weight um, with no major weight loss or fat loss happening over an extended period of time, let's say two, three, four, five weeks, you probably have some you know, hormonal shit going on or some metabolic damage or something is not uh, adding up. Because at the end of the day, if you if people say like, oh, well, if I don't eat enough, sometimes my body holds on to it. Very few and far between, like if you don't eat food for an extended period of time, you're just going to get smaller. It's just true. It's called, you actually can go into starvation if like for over time, like you're at a thousand calorie deficit every single day for 77 days in a row, your body's going to eat itself and it's going to kind of wither away. So we tell people to kind of start at that 10 range. So again, if you weigh 150 pounds, times it by 10, 1500 calories, disperse the macros inside of that, and you're kind of well on your way. And again, you can adjust, you know, week by week, every seven days. Am I gaining? Am I losing? Is it going too fast or too slow? And that's up to your coach and you guys to make the call with. So the number one thing is A, set a calorie count and have the macros dispersed inside that and kind of stick to that and follow it. And the second thing, I think tracking the macros is key. And that's, you guys will hear me harp on this all the time. Um, and people ask, is it really necessary for me to log my food? I guess no, but I would really strongly recommend you do that until you have a real good understanding of portion size, meal frequency, meal size, and what's actually coming in. Again, to me, it's like you track everything else that's important in life, right? You track your bank account, you track your retirement accounts, you track the gas that's in your car. I mean, the really basic things to know when it's empty, when it's full. Do we have you know, wealth? Do we have debt? Do we have a calorie surplus? Do we have a calorie deficit? So to me, using something as very simple as like MyFitnessPal, or if you want to go like the Lose It app, whatever you do, we use MyFitnessPal just because I think it's the easiest. Um, it lets you guys actually see and start to understand what a half a cup of oatmeal is, what a banana is, you know, what six ounces of steak are. Really basic stuff. And again, I believe that everything you guys eat should be logged, at least up front. And again, I know it's a commitment. I understand it takes probably five, 10, maybe 15 minutes a day if you're really not great with technology and you're eating you know, different things every single meal, every single day. But I used to do this shit with pen and paper for like five years in a row, every single day. I probably still have the book somewhere in my garage because I'm secretly a little bit of a hoarder with that stuff. And my dad would be like, man, you're writing that shit down again? I'm like, yeah, nonstop. I'd be in my kitchen at my old man's house just writing it down because there was no MyFitnessPal. We didn't have smartphones with the internet like this at scale. So for you guys, I do think it's super easy. And again, it has a memory. It's like click and drag. It's literally Google for food. So I would say log everything you eat, at least up front, and make sure you're coming within you know, let's say five to 10% of like your overall, you know, calorie and macro intake for the day. That that just makes sure you guys aren't eating too much and you're not eating too little and you're kind of all within the, the appropriate range of what your coach suggests or what you come up with. And again, if it says you're going to eat 150 grams of protein a day and you eat 156 or 142, that's not the end of the world. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be down to the gram. You don't have to weigh everything in detail. You don't have to go super nerd crazy, but having a decent idea. And again, maybe at first, for some of you guys, understanding what portion sizes are, mapping them out, looking at Google, talking with your coach, uh, even weighing it at first, if you have to, just understand, okay, here's what eight ounces of turkey really is. Once you do it a handful of times, you're gonna have a pretty good idea and understanding. But again, having something like a digital scale around is never gonna hurt anybody. And again, you don't have to do that forever. At the end of the day, 
most of you guys, I don't think you're going to be overweight or be struggling to lose fat um, or lose weight for that matter if most of your meals are real food and they're lean proteins and vegetables and then there's some healthy fats in there. I don't think that's your downfall. It's just like the people who are saying, well, oh, I never eat ice cream. Um, or they'll say, I only have ice cream once in a while, but I never eat carrots. Like, are you shitting me? If you're eating Cold Stone once a weekend, you can eat fucking carrots during the week. Don't be a crazy person. But again, we hear this kind of shit all the time, you guys. So again, to me, logging everything, being mindful of it is crucial. The next thing, I think for you guys, just having a plan um, for your meals. And so once you guys understand, okay, here's my calories, here's my macros, um, I'm going to plan my meals for the week. Now, I don't care if you guys are like, you know, a food prep person. You prep something on Mondays um, or like Sundays and you prep things on Wednesdays. It doesn't matter to me. It's whatever works for you guys. To me, I think the number of meals you guys eat it should kind of fit your travel schedule, your work schedule, your lifestyle. And again, I don't think meal frequency really matters. In fact, I hate the people eating every two or three hours. I don't think it does your body that much good. As a matter of fact, I think finding a frequency that just works for your lifestyle is much better than you eating every two hours. Because to me, I feel like you have to prep and plan and pack too much stuff. I think you guys are kind of living on a clock at that point. And I think the smaller meals really just piss your body off and it makes you hungry a little bit quicker. And so you're just kind of constantly thinking about the next feeding where to me, having a bigger meal, um, the size of it. So, you know, satiety and satiation, how your brain and gut communicate is off of the meal size, not the meal frequency. So for a lot of you guys, you know, pick a handful of meals you can make and prep for the week and have a couple of easy things to go to. Like for me, um, in our office, we don't have a ton of stuff, but I like I keep the protein candy, which is like you know the fitness beef jerky. If you guys want to check it out, hit me up. I'll share a code with you and get a discount. Um, it's it's spicy. It's got a little kick to it uh, and heat, but we keep it here because it's simple. It's 30 grams of protein. I can eat it in two seconds, and boom, I'm done. And then it kind of keeps me going to the next phase if I find I'm starving in between meals or something like that. So for you guys, what I would suggest is maybe mapping out having three, four, five meals or snacks around in your house and your fridge is some easy go-tos that you can have. So again, you don't have to do you know 19 different meals a week. Cooking three or four meals is probably fine. Honestly, my wife and I, we probably have like four go-tos uh, that we do. And I'm happy to share them on Instagram and, and Facebook and YouTube as well so you guys can see them. We have a ton of recipes on our YouTube page already um, that you can look at. But I think having like a handful of go-to meals and then understanding, okay, I'm gonna eat two meals a day or three meals a day or four meals a day and just committing to that and kind of sticking to it. If you have to throw a snack in there, that's fine. For me personally, I eat about two meals a day. Sometimes it's just one in all reality, uh, but a lot of times I eat two meals a day. And if I have to do like something in between because I'm just I'm literally starving, I typically go with the jerky because it's just an easy, quick fix. And then I pound a bunch of water, and I'm typically good to go. That this works for me. Uh, the next thing, you guys, when you're mapping out the meals and the frequency, I think every meal should have uh, protein be the hub of it. I think vegetables should be the next thing, and then healthy fats. And if you need to fill it with some denser carbohydrates, whether it be starchy carbohydrates or fruits, I think that's fine as well. For a lot of you guys, I think it would serve your body best in terms of performance and how you feel if you ate most of your carbohydrates around your workouts, whether that be post-workout, which I think is the most important, and then pre-workout would probably be the second thing I would do. On top of that, in terms of protein, for a lot of you guys, I think if you ate a gram per pound you weigh, I think that's a lot. Many of you don't need that much. So if you weigh 200 pounds, I don't think you need to eat 200 grams. You can. I don't think it's necessary. Most of our people, we suggest anywhere from probably 0.6 to 0.8 grams per pound they weigh. I think that's plenty. So if you're, if you're a female and you weigh 135 pounds, if you weighed 100 grams, 
I think you're going to be fine with that. If it's quality, complete, legit proteins, not like I had a bag of Doritos and it had seven grams of protein. No, that's bullshit. That doesn't count. So obviously, I think you guys get the gist of it. Uh, outside of the protein, I think you guys should fill the rest of your calories with healthy, legit fats. Um, for you guys, that's going to range depending on what the macros are. If you went high fats, you're talking like maybe half your body weight. So if you weigh, let's say 200 pounds, 100 grams of fat would be on the high end. And then the carbohydrates would fill the rest of the calorie count and the macro total that you guys had. So to me, I think that's ideal. We see people do better here and they feel better and they're typically fuller for longer on a higher protein, higher fat, lower carbohydrate diet. But again, you might be the opposite way. You might find something works different for you. Your body might you know, work better off higher carbohydrates. I just know if I was eating, you know, what a lot of people would prescribe, oh, Jeremy, eat, you know, 270, eat 380, eat 400 carbohydrates a day. Um, I'd be 250 pounds before I know it. I just know my body, and even if I didn't gain a ton of shitty weight, I mean, I would be softer for sure. Um, I don't think, I wouldn't feel good because I've done it before. I just don't feel good eating every couple hours. I don't feel good eating that many carbohydrates, and it just makes my body crave even more. And I find myself in a really tough spot because I'm an overeater by nature. So I want to put myself in a position to be successful and not induce more cravings than I have to. And then on top of that, you guys think obviously getting enough quality fiber in your diet is great. Um, and again, if you're not eating a ton of you know, fruits and a ton of grains, obviously veggies are key. And then throwing in chia seeds I think is awesome, again, for healthy quality fats, but also for the fiber content as well. And then the other thing, you guys... You can't be crazy uh, when you start this. Moderation is key with everything that you guys enjoy. And again, the, no no eating protocol, no diet. And when I say diet, I mean just like your lifestyle of eating. So your lifestyle diet um, doesn't have to be perfect because perfect doesn't exist. I think a lot of you guys are beating yourselves up thinking you have to you know, be miserable or you have to eat only vegetables and only chicken. That's not the case at all. I think you guys are going to have a better chance of succeeding if you include some treats along the way. Now, obviously, if you're 400 pounds... The treats are probably going to be few and far between, and you, if you really want to be aggressive and get a lot of shit done in 60 days, then maybe you're going to limit the, the treats, but if you're doing something, okay, you know, for the next six months, I'm going to try to lose 30 pounds. I think that is, you know, close to realistic for a lot of you guys, or you're saying, hey, in the next year, I'm going to lose 30 pounds. Then you can have a cheat meal, you know, per week or two or whatever it may be, and again, if you want to go the 80-20 rule, 80% of the time I crush it, 20% of the time I enjoy some shit, so out of every 10 meals, two of them aren't perfect. If that works for you guys, cool. If you're bigger and you know your genetics are maybe not the best, maybe that's one out of every uh, 10 meals. So whatever works for you guys, you're gonna find a balance there. As long as you're hitting your overall intake of proteins, carbs, and fats, you can kind of squeeze in some of those treats. So if you go like, if it fits your macro style, I think you can eat Sour Patch Kids every single day if you wanted to. I wouldn't suggest it, but you can if that's gonna keep you sane and keep you moving because those Sour Patch Kids fit into your carbohydrates for the day. So eating all the foods you like in moderation is fine, and I think it is crucial for you guys to have long-term success uh, and happiness, in all reality, in your eating with all your goals. Um, I'm kind of an all-or-nothing person. I'm not. That's not the best way to go about it, but that's just kind of how I'm wired. I've gotten way better over the years. Even recently, like as last year, like I remember going to Whole Foods, and you know, back in the day, I could I would eat like two large pizzas and a bunch of ice cream and a bunch of other crazy shit. My wife last night was even talking. She's like, "You eat so so amazing now. You like you never eat shit. You never veer off track, which isn't true. But compared to what we used to do like five or seven years ago, like we, you know, we like on a Friday night we go to like frozen yogurt. Like you can you can try all the little flavors in the sample cups, which I love because I love to try like ten different things. And then I'll fill it up with like two or three different flavors. I'll pack it with like Twix and animal cookies and like gummy worms and like cookie dough and sprinkles and like all the shit, right? And we did that like every weekend and sometimes we do it twice a weekend and like I don't think we've done that in probably 
like five years, maybe even longer. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but with the things like with Halo Top and Enlightened that we can have throughout the week if they fit our macros, we've kind of put that stuff to the side. Not that I still don't think about like going to Cold Stone and shit like that, but because I can have like, an, like a Halo Top on a Wednesday night after a hard workout and I feel like I'm having real ice cream, it, it kind of keeps me on track. And I'm, I'm better with moderation that way. I'm healthier, I'm happier and shit. I remember when I went to Whole Foods not that long ago, instead of eating like two pizzas, I went and got like a salad, made my normal healthy salad, grabbed a, a Synergy, like a kombucha with chia seeds, and like one slice of pizza. I worked out here, I just destroyed a deadlift squat session. I'm like, I mean, this will fit the macros, it's fine. And again, that got me through. I didn't feel like I had to eat a whole pizza, I just had one piece. But with that said, um, it's only recently I've been able to do anything like that because most of the time I go completely crazy. So my point is, you guys, if you go the if it fits your macro style, you can still fit things you want into your day. Um, and have fat loss, but just know like it's gonna come a little bit slower. But again, if it's in the macro ranges, I think it's gonna come the same as if you filled it with brown rice or you filled it with Sour Patch Kids. Now obviously you can eat way more brown rice than Sour Patch Kids. So my point being is, you know, live by what you guys uh, feel best with in terms of 90, 10, 80, 20 of eating, you know, real nutrient dense foods and then eating foods that might be outside of the range of what we would call, you know, healthy or, or ideal nutrient wise. The other thing, I think you guys have to, um, you have to train your physical body. I think one of the, the biggest keys of fat loss and weight loss is keeping your, your lean body you know, tissue, your lean muscle working for you. Um, your muscle is your metabolism, if you will. And I say it all the time, your muscle is your metabolism. Um, so I think you know, your, your muscle tissue is, is way more metabolically active than your fat tissue. And so if you think of it this way, the fat stuff, let me slow it down. If you lose weight way too quick, and you're attempting like to, to crash diet and do crazy stuff without strength training and without really training the physical body, you're just gonna like go on one of these crazy diets where you eat 200 calories a day and you don't do any exercise. I feel you guys are gonna lose uh, lean body mass. You're gonna lose lean tissue. You're gonna, you're gonna lose muscle, which I think is crazy. And once you lose that muscle, once it decreases, so does your metabolic rate essentially and so does the rate of your fat loss. So what I'm saying to you is don't get so low on the calories and the food where you can't actually physically train the body. Yeah, that might work faster in a short-term duration in a 30-day window, but again, at the cost of you losing all your muscle tissue. And I don't really think that's worth it, and it's not a sustainable lifestyle. So for you guys, I think doing some form of strength training is crucial and ideal. And getting up and moving your body, um, you know, walking, taking the stairs, um, pushing sleds, lunging, squatting, deadlifting, overhead pressing, uh, riding an assault bike, ripping a ski, the stuff that's really gonna challenge you guys, both in terms of lean muscle tissue and your cardiovascular system, I think is ideal. I think for a lot of you guys who don't have 10 hours to train per week, doing like three legit Metcons with some loading inside of that, I think is crucial. On the other days, going for a walk, going for a hike, doing mobility, I think is gonna be great for you. But again, don't be afraid to pick up some heavier weights. And again, I'm not talking like deadlifting 800 pounds, but walking into the gym, picking up the heaviest kettlebell you can, squatting it, deadlifting it. When you're doing overhead pressing, if you're used to doing 15 pounds, pick up 25 pounds. Fuck it, man. Challenge yourself. Uh, I don't see a problem with that. If you're used to pushing a sled with 100 pounds, take it to 125, take it to 150, take it to 200. See what you can do. Um, those are all safe enough things where you guys aren't going to get injured and go crazy, but it will put a stress on your body. And I think the more lean tissue you can create, the better off you're going to be. And then for you guys, in terms of just tracking progress, like tra tracking, okay, here's what happens and how can I see if I'm really making progress and losing weight? A, I think pictures, photos, 
how you look in the mirror is ideal. And if you take a picture every week or every two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, whatever it works for you guys, to see the difference in your body, front, back, side, um, just to see like, okay, how's my back looking? How's my upper back? Take a couple pictures, flex as well. Video yourself flexing from week one to week four. You're gonna see huge changes in your striations and your cuts and how you guys are looking and moving. Um, that's ideal. Tape measure is really basic, the old school. Um, we typically have people do here waist, belly button, and an inch below, hips, thighs, calves, um, biceps, chest, quads, you name it. Anything we can measure, we do if it helps people. Um, how your clothes fit, I think that's probably the biggest one. Um, how are my clothes fitting? Do I feel like my clothes are a little bit loose in my body because I'm getting a little bit tighter, a little bit leaner? If you want to weigh yourself, I'm not a huge scale fan, but again, it can be done. For a lot of you guys, weighing yourself once a week in the morning, probably every Friday morning is fine or every Saturday morning at the same time. After you wake up, have your coffee, take a dump, pee, you know, whatever it is, and uh, just see where you're at and then track it if you want to. But again, the weight's going to fall where it falls. I think body fat is ideal. Um, having you guys get clipped by calipers is cool. Um, but probably the other one, bod pod or DEXA scan. My top two are going to be calipers and DEXA scan bod pod is probably like a third three. I don't like the scales that you stand on. I think they're kind of bullshit because I stood on one at my physical not that long ago and just was nowhere near accurate. So to me, uh, clipping a deck scan is probably ideal. But again, at the end of the day, it's how you guys look in the mirror and it's how you feel. But I think for a lot of you guys, looking good is a state of mind. Looking good is a state of mind. Looking good is not just like, oh, when I get to 132 or when I get to 155, I'll be perfect. No, or when I wear a size two, it's not that. You have to own it in your brain first. You have to have a realistic idea of yourself and what you can look like and what you should like and what you want to look like. And it can't be compared to somebody else. Well, so-and-so has abs or so-and-so has a better butt. I'm like, genetics is real, man. And some of us have certain gifts and you got a bunch of gifts too. And, and they're probably looking at you saying the same thing. So you got to stop being crazy for one. And understand this, having abs, you guys, is not the end all be all of being healthy. It just isn't. There's a lot of people who have abs who have like, they can't, they can't perform for shit. Like they have abs and they might, you know, be able to own the diet part of it, but they can't train. They don't have a motor. They can't go for a hike for three hours. They have no energy. And again, a lot of people who do have abs, yeah, they're super fit. There's a certain level of diligence and sacrifice and effort that they put into it. But just because you don't have ripped up shredded six pack abs doesn't mean you're not fit. Doesn't mean you're not healthy. Doesn't mean you're not a gangster. There's a lot of people who come up in here at Jeremy Scott Fitness and they crush it, dude. And they don't have abs, but man, if there's if we're drafting a team of like performance or people I want to go on a hike with or train with or to push me, that's the people I invite and that's the people I rock with. And there's people I know who have abs, you guys, friends of mine who are in the fitness industry and the fitness, you know, modeling side, Instagram famous side, and they can't perform for shit. I don't want to train with them because they train like a bunch of turds, man, just straight up. It's just the reality. So again, I'm not bagging on having abs like it's a great accomplishment, but you have to be super lean and super diligent to do it and just know that even if you don't have ripped up abs, man, you can still look good and you do still look good. And there's a lot of different body types and you're beautiful and you're amazing just the way you are. And you can work to change the things that you don't like. But again, belly fat is stubborn. It's typically the last thing to go. And so if that's all you got left and the rest of your body is looking pretty good, you guys are well on your way. The other thing, you got to be patient. Oh man, you really do. Um, we just went through a 47 day transformation and we got a guy in there, Clay Shirk. He's our winner. Uh, Clay lost like 33 pounds in, in 47 days, which is fucking nuts. I mean, it's insane, honestly. Um, he's not the, the highest we've ever had, but he's right up there. And uh, it's rare. He's a dude for one. He's younger. 
He's a bigger dude, so he had the weight to lose. But that's really tough to do, man. And even for him, he's still patient. He knows he's got a couple pounds to go to get where he wants to be at. And it's going to take way longer for the next, you know, 5, 10, 15 pounds to come off as opposed to the first 30. So what I'm saying to you guys is you got to be patient. Everybody wants everything overnight. Everybody wants to be a millionaire by working 30 hours a week, you know, for two years. Everybody wants to, you know, have their college degree in six months. Everybody wants to be ripped up and have, you know, shredded abs because they ate really well for 14 days. It just doesn't happen that way. Anything worthwhile in this life, you guys, takes a ridiculous amount of effort, sacrifice, energy, and time. And so you have to be patient. Losing 30, 40, 50 pounds is not a fast process at all. It takes time on average. It will take you anywhere from like probably, you know, 30 to 50 weeks to lose 30 pounds probably. If you guys are losing like, you know, a half a pound to one pound per week and you're doing it the right way, the healthy way that you're making it a lifestyle, I think that's quick. So if you took 30 weeks and you crushed it and you lost 30 pounds, I think that's ridiculously fast. I think it's quick. Now again, if you got a ton of weight to lose, you know, um, and you're obese, you got 100 pounds, like we have some of those people who lose 100 pounds in a year, um, which can happen, but again, that's 100 pounds. They weren't doing shit before. They were drinking sodas, eating pizza and ice cream every fucking night, not moving around. We bring them in here, change how they eat a little bit and have them sweat. They're crushing it, losing 10 pounds in a week. That should happen. So again, if you're huge, you can expect to lose like maybe a full percentage of your body weight in a week. Um, but if you only, you know, need to lose... 10, 15, 20, 30 pounds to be lean, the pace for you guys is gonna be a lot slower. Remember, um, it's not a sprint, dude, it's not a race. And if, if you wanna to equivalent to a race, it's not the 100 meters, this is a marathon. You guys want to be able to hold on to this fat loss pace and weight loss pace through the duration to be as lean as possible. So again, losing the shit weight, but keeping as much lean body mass, or excuse me, as lean, lean body mass and just lean muscle tissue as possible. So there's no point in you guys dropping like 40 pounds if 20 of the pounds are muscle tissue. It just doesn't work that way. That's why I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the starvation mode. At the end of it all, guys, you want to lose 30 pounds of, of fat, 30 pounds of the shit weight, while maintaining as much lean, ripped, hard, dense muscle as possible. Because the goal, you guys, is to be able to maintain that throughout the course of your life, not just some quick fix. So at the end of it all, you guys, I think those are probably the biggest things. And again, as you guys kind of move closer to the goals as you're losing 5 pounds, 10 pounds, 15 pounds, you're going to have to make adjustments, probably both in your overall calories, in your overall macros, and your overall training and what you're doing. Um, because you can't always just do more. Sometimes, you know, keep doing the same shit is not going to keep eliciting the same results, especially up front when you guys had a ton of weight to lose and you weren't doing anything. So again, comparing your progress, you know, maybe weekly or, you know, every two weeks um, to see, you know, what's going quick, what's going slow. It might be time for you guys to A, either, you know, increase activity, um, maybe increase calories, maybe cut calories, depending on how quick or slow things are going. And just keep in mind, you know, the point that you can't cut the calories so crazy low um, that the stuff keeps cascading the same way. So what I tell people is when they're cutting stuff, only after they've dropped like 10 legit pounds and they've, and they've held that 10 pounds of legit fat loss for probably a week. So if it, so in week one, you lost 10 pounds. And after week two, if you lost 10 pounds and it's still at the same, you know, after seven, 10 days later, then maybe you can dump the calories by a couple hundred calories, maybe, you know, 100, 150, 200, 250 calories. I probably won't go any, any crazier than that. Um, just because I don't want you guys to back yourself into a corner like we talked about before. The goal is to get you guys to be able to eat as many calories as possible while doing this, so again, at this point, you're like, man, I'm so full, I don't even want to eat anymore, and now you're still at a calorie deficit, that's the game, I don't want you to go to bed starving, and just ba barely scraping by just to get this 30 pounds off, so again, 
depending on how you guys increase activity or cut calories, it's just your call. The point is to not overdo it and be working out four hours a day, eating a thousand calories. That's something that's not sustainable because the key for you guys is to make small daily changes in your habits, rituals, and routines and wash, rinse, repeat those things over time. To me, that's the key to long-term success. So again, real basic stuff. A lot of it you guys know. Hopefully, I gave you a couple little nuggets and tips in detail uh, to help you guys stay on the journey if you're on it right now. If you haven't started yet, that's how we suggest our people to kind of go through things. Now, obviously, there's a lot of different you know, emotional triggers in terms of food and eating that we touch on in our 47-day transformation in all of our programs, even right now in our intermittent fasting for fat loss, these guys are kind of digging into this, getting the macros figured out, getting the calories figured out, finding an eating window, picking, I'm gonna eat two meals a day and I'm gonna stick to that, and maybe one snack if I need it. But they kind of every night before they go to sleep, they have an idea of what they're gonna eat the next day in terms of macros, calories, and even the meals, you know, if they travel, they're researching the restaurant, they're just doing the, the due diligence and they're doing the work to be successful. And I think a lot of people spend so much time at their job and their career and they give all their energy to their job and their career. And then they come home and they're too lazy to track food in my fitness pal. They're too lazy to make themselves a fucking meal. They're too lazy to walk around a grocery store and they just kind of grab shit and they really put their health and their body and their life takes a backseat to their career, to their commute to work, to their fucking yard, to their car. Like there's so much stupid stuff we spend time, money, and effort and energy on. Like if you watch like a series on Netflix this year, if you've watched 10 hours of, of, of TV this year and it's March, so if you watch three hours per month, but yet you've never tracked your food on MyFitnessPal, you've never taken the time to figure out your macros or your calories or really like mapped out some meals and you have a goal to lose 30 or 40 pounds, it's ridiculous, man. Like you literally are spending your time on all the wrong shit. To me, spending your time on the high return activities is gonna be key for you guys. And again, it's gonna take some time up front like everything. Like any skill you learned up front, any job you started at first, there's a learning curve, it's new, it's difficult, it's outside our comfort zone, it's taking up time, it's going slower than we want. But I promise you, if you can just do the work up front, you're gonna have a foundation of skills you can use for the rest of your life and that's gonna be easy. And it's gonna be like stealing a big, holy shit, I can't believe I didn't do this sooner. I was wasting all this time doing the wrong things and I really wasn't putting the effort in. Every person I've ever had here, you guys, who comes in, who figures out the macros, who asks us questions, who talks with us, who tracks to my fitness pal, who puts the, the work into their workouts, they, they train, they bust their ass, they're mindful when they have to rest, they're going through foam rolling and mobility and they're getting quality sleep, whether they're with us here in person or they're in Australia or Kuwait or Thailand or wherever they're working with us from, those people have success and they have long-term sustainable success for life because they know what to do. We didn't just give them some printout bullshit to follow, they create a lifestyle around this information and this is what works for everybody to lose 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds, even 100 pounds for that matter. These are all the simple foundational skills you have. Now each one of you is different outside of that and you might have different circumstances and little, you know, I guess tributaries that are running off this, you know, river of information, but the reality is it's all rooted in this and these are the things that work and it's the only thing that works. Anybody else selling you some gimmicky shit, it's not gonna do it. This is the reality and this is the foundation of what you guys have to follow. So hopefully this helps you guys if you're looking to lose weight or looking to lose fat or if you're currently on your journey, helps you get moving along. Anything else you guys wanna hear in the podcast, hit me up, let me know. I'm happy to record it and talk on it. I got a huge guest list. I'm gonna try to get through. My schedule's just been crazy with a lot of our projects but I want a lot of my fun kind of fitness friends and some other entrepreneurial kind of business type people we're gonna get on here as well to provide you guys some value. But if anybody else you guys wanna hear on here, let me know. Um, and if you're on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. 
drop me a five star, leave a comment, you guys, and please, if you can, share this with your friends, pass along on Instagram, on Facebook, uh, send it to them via email. I really don't care. I just know there's literally tens of thousands of you listen to every single episode and only a handful of you guys are subscribing. So it would mean the world to me if you'd share it, if we provide you any value whatsoever in terms of keeping you guys you know, motivated, inspired, or just giving you quality information that can help you or maybe something you didn't know, please review it, comment, and share it. I truly do appreciate it. And until next time, you guys, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'm going to talk to you guys soon. Peace.